Hey, this is Jeremy Rinke. I'm the pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship in North Platte, Nebraska, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you today for joining us. I hope this encourages you, strengthens you, and blesses you. Enjoy the message. You know, the reality this morning for each and every one of us that is because Jesus died for us and because three days later he rose from the dead, man, because of that, man, we can have so much hope. You know, despite all the the bad things going on in the world today, despite all the, the struggles and all the challenges that you might be facing in your life right now, man, I want you to know that you can still overflow with hope. And the reason why is because Jesus is alive. Amen? You know, our theme verse for this series is going to be 1 Peter 1, 3. It says this. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a what? A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, it really does. It just seems like, like right now, for so many people, they're, they're drowning in hopelessness. Man, we are, are just seeing more and, and more people all the time just, just giving up and, and throwing the, the towel on life. You know, people today, they're, they're desperately searching. They're desperately looking for hope. But, but unfortunately, for so many people, they're, they're looking for hope in all the wrong places. You see, I want you to know this morning that, that, that hope, it's, it's, not, it's not found in relationships. Hope, it's not found in sex. Hope, it's, it's not found in drugs. Hope, it, it isn't found in, in money. Hope, it isn't found in a career. A hope, it isn't even found in, in a politician or in a, in a government. Hope, it's not found in any of those things. You see, I want you to know this morning that hope it is only found and Jesus. And the best part of this hope that we have is that it's a living hope. It's a hope that is alive. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at this this living hope that we have in Jesus. And I just pray this morning that as you come and as you hear these messages over the next few weeks, that you will begin to overflow with this living hope that we have in Jesus. You know, I'm reading a, a book right now. It's called the, the Last Supper on the Moon by Levi Lesko. And one of the things that, that Levi Lesko, he mentioned in his book that I, I really didn't realize until I, I read this, was that 40% of the Gospels, those are the, the books of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that, that talk about the, the life and ministry of Jesus. But 40% of the, the Gospels deal with the last week of Jesus' life. You see, Jesus, he, he did ministry for three and a half years. And so I can't even begin to, to imagine all the different things that Jesus taught and all the different things that, that Jesus did. And in fact, John, one of Jesus' disciples, he, he said this in John 21, 25. He said, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. That's a lot of books. Jesus did a a lot of stuff, right? And and so the reality is, is like we only get a little glimpse of Jesus's life. We only get a really little glimpse of what what Jesus taught and what what, what Jesus did. But we do get a a pretty good picture of what happened the week Jesus died on that cross and and when he, he rose again. 
And so this morning as we, we begin this series, I want to begin by, by kind of looking at what really pushed uh, the religious leaders over, over the edge and, and made them get to this place where they realized, like, we, we got to get rid of Jesus. Man, we, we got to take this guy out. You see, at this point in, in Jesus' ministry, man, he had many people that were following him. There were many people that were believing him. But, but after what Jesus did in the story that we're going to look at this morning, man, the people, they were ready to make Jesus their king. You see, Jesus, he had some really good friends. Their names were Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. And Jesus, he would oftentimes, he would go and, and visit Mary, Martha, and Lazarus when he was going to Jerusalem and when he was coming back from Jerusalem. And they, they lived in this small town right outside called, called Bethany. Well, one day, Lazarus, he had became very sick. And, and so Mary and Martha, they sent a message to Jesus saying, hey, our brother, man, he is extremely sick. You need to get here soon. Well, Jesus, when he got this message, he actually waited a couple days before he went to Bethany to see Lazarus. Well, when Jesus arrived in Bethany, where again, Lazarus was, he had already, he'd already died. And so I want to read this story to you this morning. It's a little long, but I want to read it to you. It's found in John chapter 11, and we're going to start reading with verse 17. You can follow along with me. It says this. It says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus, he, he told her, he said, you, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. And then Jesus, he told her, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she, she told him, I have always believed that you are the Messiah, the, the Son of God, the one who came to this world from God. Then, then she returned to Mary and she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her that the teacher is here and he wants to see you. And so Mary, she immediately went to Jesus. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. And so they followed her there. When Mary, when she arrived and saw Jesus, she, she fell at his feet and she said, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. He was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. Then they told him, Lord, come and, and see. And then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? Some, but some said, this man healed a, a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry when he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, 
Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? And so they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all the people standing here so so that they will believe you sent me. And then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave cloths, his face wrapped in a head cloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. And so here you have Jesus. He, he arrives at Bethany, and as he arrives, he, he's greeted by, by Martha. And at this point, Martha, she is completely devastated at the loss of her brother. But not only is she devastated, she's extremely disappointed, right? She's disappointed in Jesus. She says to Jesus, Jesus, if you would have just got here sooner, you could have healed my brother and Jesus, he, he knows how, how Martha feels. And so he, he looks at, at Martha and, and he tells her, he says, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And for those that believe in me, they will live even after dying. And Martha, she hears this and she's, she's comforted by the, the fact that, that she would one day see her brother again. But she's still hurt, Right? Because her brother was, was so young and, and she wanted to, to be with him now. And then, so Martha goes back and, and Mary comes and, and she too sees Jesus and, and she also, she's extremely hurt. She's disappointed. She, she's frustrated at Jesus. She's like, Jesus, if you would have just got here sooner, my brother, he wouldn't be dead right now. And it's interesting, and I don't know if you caught this, but it says that at this point, like, Jesus, he's angry, right? Did you catch that? Like, Jesus, he, he, he's angry, and I believe that, that Jesus was angry because he knew that in just a, a short time, in just a matter of days, that he too was going to, to die. And he knew that if these people, if they, his followers, if they, they didn't believe yet, that he could raise Lazarus from the dead? Man, how in the world were they gonna believe that he was going to rise from the dead after being brutally killed on a cross? And so Jesus, he's, he's angry that these people are still so full of doubt and so full of unbelief, but yet he, he still, he, he goes to the tomb where, where, where Lazarus' body was laid, and he asks, he says, you guys, I want you to remove that, that stone. And the people are hear this, and they're like, what? And Martha actually says, Jesus, man, we, we can't do that. He's been, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stink. It's going to stink bad. But it didn't matter to Jesus because he knew, right? He knew that Lazarus was going to come out of that, that tomb alive. And I love this. Jesus, he just simply prays. He spends a moment, and he just talks to his father, and then he shouts. He didn't have to shout. But he says, I'm going to shout because I want these people to hear me. And so he shouts and he says, Lazarus, come out. And to everyone's utter amazement, Lazarus, he comes hopping out of that grave alive with his hands and his feet bound by grave clothes. This man who is dead for four days. 
encountered the living hope. He encountered the living hope of Jesus. And because Lazarus encountered the living hope of Jesus, he was given new life. You see, Jesus, he wanted the people there that day to know who he was. He wanted the people there that day to know that he was and that he is the resurrection and the life. He wanted the people there that day to know that there is absolutely nothing that he could not do if they just believe. He wanted the people there to know that day that he is the living hope. And so my question for you today is this. What is it, what situation are you going through? What, what situation in your life right now, man, just, just seems dead? What, what, what have you given up on, on ever seeing a miracle in? What, what situation in your life where you're just thinking like Mary, Mary and Martha, like Jesus, you're late. You're, you're late to the party. Man, there, there's nothing that you can do now. You know, for some of you, it may seem like it's a marriage that's dead. For others of you, you've given up maybe on ever getting married or maybe ever having a, a baby. Maybe for others of you, you've given up on that, that dream that God has, has, has put in your heart. Man, maybe for others of you, you've lost hope that you'd ever be free from that addiction that you, you battle with. You see, this morning, I, I don't know what your dead, I don't know what your hopeless situation is today, but what I do know is this, is that we have a living hope. Man, we have a living hope, and his name is Jesus. Man, we have a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And just as Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead after being dead, not one, not two, not three, but four days. Just as Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead after being four, four days, man, Jesus can resurrect anything in your life today. Amen? Amen. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to share with you three lessons that I want you to take away from this story. There's an outline in your bulletin, and you can write these things down. Number one, the first lesson I want you to take away from this story is this, is that God always has a plan. God always has a plan. You know, for, for Mary and Martha, like it seemed to them like, God, he missed this one. You know, here again, Jesus, he, he shows up late, right? Lazarus had been dead for four days, and, and now he's in a tomb. The, 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 the stone's already been rolled over the, the tomb, and it's, it's over, right? And, and you can hear, again, the, the frustration, and you can hear the, the, the disappointment in Mary and Martha's voices as they, they question Jesus, as they remind Jesus, Jesus, if you would have just gotten here sooner. You ever said that before? Jesus, if, if you would have just gotten here sooner, my brother, he would not have, have died. And, and it was like to, to Mary and Martha, like God, again, he didn't see this one coming, right? Like it, it caught God off guard that Lazarus like died. But, but the reality is, is this, is God is never caught off guard. He, he's never surprised by anything. You see, God, he knew that Lazarus was gonna die and he had a plan, didn't he? He had a plan the whole time, and he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus back to life. You see, it was part of God's plan to, to raise Lazarus from the dead. Why? Ultimately, so that he could build the, the faith of his believers before he himself died on that cross. You know, again, this morning, like I know for the reality, probably for all of us, but I know even for myself, there are times where like, 
Mary and Martha are like, I've questioned God. God, God, where are you? God, what, what are you doing? Man, God, you're, you're late, right? God, you're, you're late. Now, now there's nothing that you can, you can do. And what I've come to realize more and more is this, is that God always has a plan. That God, he always has a plan. There is a purpose behind his madness. God always has a plan. There's a purpose behind his madness. Man, there's a purpose behind everything that he's doing in our lives. And, and God, he oftentimes, he shows up late, doesn't he? God, he shows up late, not because he's surprised by, by what's happening in our lives, not because, man, the, the situation that we're going through has caught him off guard, but God, he shows up late so that he can, man, perform that, that miracle, that he can do that, that thing that only he can do, because ultimately what? It teaches us to trust him, and it builds our faith. And so I want you to know this morning that God, he always, he always has a plan. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, for I know the plans I have for you. God knows the plans that he has for your life. And because God knows the plan, man, we can have hope, right? No matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, we can have hope. We can have a living hope on the inside of us. And so for some of you this morning, you may be going through a situation in your life right now as you're kind of scratching your head a little bit. God, where are you? God, what are you doing? God, you're, you're kind of late on, on this one. And maybe you find yourself doubting God and wondering where, where God is. And my prayer for you today is this, is that you would just simply trust, man, that God has a plan and that that plan is good. You know, Romans 8, 28, it says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so I want you to know today, God, he has a plan. You might be thinking, God, I hope you hurry up this plan a little bit, right? But just trust him. God has a plan. And the second thing we can learn from this story is this, is that God, he always wants us to be full of faith. You know, I find it, just found it so interesting as I just kept reading this story this week that, that, it's, that when Jesus, when he saw Mary and Martha and all the people weeping over the death of Lazarus, it said a, a deep anger welled up within him. We don't oftentimes picture Jesus angry, do we? But here in this story, we see Jesus, he, he's angry. It says a deep anger welled up within him. He, he was troubled on the inside. And, and then right after that, it says that, that Jesus, he wept. And so Jesus has like all these emotions here in this story. He's angry, he's sad, he's weeping. And Jesus, he's overcome with all these emotions. And the reason why, again, is because he knew his time was short. Like he knew that, that in just a few short days that he was going to die on that cross. And yet his followers, they still doubted, they still questioned him. And, and I don't know if you caught this, but, but also people are even talking behind Jesus' back. When, when Lazarus died, they were like, man, like this guy just healed the blind, right? He did all these miracles and now he can't even heal Lazarus. Who, who does he think he is, right? And so Jesus, he's, he, he sees the doubt and he sees the unbelief and, and, he, and he's deeply troubled because he knew that these people, they weren't going to respond well when he died. But even though Jesus, he had been with them 
And even though they, they doubted, and even though they were still full of, of belief, I love that Jesus, man, he, he still rose, raised Lazarus from the dead. I love that. And, and what I just get from this is that God, man, he wants us to be so full of faith. Man, he wants us to get to this place in our lives where we believe that even if someone was dead for four days, that Jesus could raise him back to life. I don't know about you, but I want that kind of faith. Man, I want that kind of faith. I want the kind of faith that believes that there is absolutely nothing that Jesus can't do. You know, Jesus said in, in Mark 9, 23, he said, anything is possible if a person believes. Man, I, I don't want to live my life, man, doubting, wondering, questioning God. But man, I want to live my life always believing that, man, there is nothing, absolutely nothing that God can't do. Man, it, it bothers me to see See, see, and I, I can be guilty of this too, but man, as Christians, we can be so bad at, at, at questioning God and, and doubting God, and we, can, we, we, we complain and, and we whine and we do all these things, and it's like, man, we have this living hope on the inside of us, right? Man, we serve this amazing God. Man, we should be so full of faith. And that's my, my prayer for us, is that we wouldn't doubt, that we wouldn't question, that we wouldn't whine and, and complain every time something bad happens, but we would have this incredible faith that God has a plan, that there's absolutely nothing that he can't do. You know, Jesus said in Mark 10, 27, he said, with man, this is impossible, but, with, but not with God. All think, <laughs> I think I read that wrong. With man, this is po- impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. And so, man, my, my prayer for you, my prayer for me this morning is that no matter how bad things look, no matter how bad things may look in our world today, no matter how bad things may look in, in your life and the different situations that you're going through, man, I pray that you would be full of faith today. Why? Because we have a living hope. We have a living hope on the inside of us, and his name is Jesus. And with Jesus, there is absolutely nothing that he can't do. Amen? And then here's the, the third lesson that we can learn from this story is this, is that we will see God's glory. We will see God's glory. You know, as Jesus, as he approached the tomb where, where Lazarus' dead body had been laid for four days, Jesus, he looked and he told some of the men there that day, he said, roll away the stone, roll away the stone. And again, Mary's response was like, what? <laughs> Jesus, like he's been dead four days. Four days. That's a long time to be dead. He's been dead four days and it's going to stink. And then Jesus, he spoke to her and he said this, didn't I tell you that you will see God's glory if you believe? And then again, Jesus, he shouted and he just simply said, Lazarus, come out. And as Jesus just spoke, simply spoke those three words, Lazarus, come out. He came out of that grave. And as people, as they saw this, they were absolutely amazed at what they were witnessing. And as a result, many, many more people put their faith in Jesus. And God's glory was revealed to the world. Man, I do this morning. I believe that God is looking for some people today that will have some crazy faith. 
God's looking for some people today that will have some crazy faith, that, that will have the faith that, believe, that, that, that can believe that Jesus can raise someone who had been dead for four days back to life. You see, church, when, when the church starts believing that there's nothing impossible for God, you know what's going to happen? God's going to begin to move. Miracles are going to begin to happen, and God's glory is going to be displayed on this earth. Man, how many of you want to see that this morning? Man, I know that, that I do. Man, I really believe that what this world needs more than anything today is to see God's glory. What the world needs more than anything today, again, it's not, not another politician. It's, not, it's, it's nothing else, but what the world needs today is to see God's glory. And when God's glory is displayed, man, great things will begin to happen. I love Psalm 72, 19. It says, praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with what? His glory. Amen and amen. Man, that, that's like my prayer this, this Easter season, is that this whole world will be filled with the glory of God. Man, I want this world. I want our church. I want North Platte to be filled with God's glory. Man, I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the sick healed. Man, I want to see, I want to see those that, are, are, that have addictions. Man, I want to see those addictions broken off their lives. Man, I want to see families and marriages restored. Man, I want to see God move, and I want to see the impossible happen. And I believe this morning that we're going we're gonna to see that. Why? Because we have a living hope living on the inside of us. And this morning we have this living hope. Why? Because Jesus died on that cross and because three days later he rose from the dead. And so as I, I wrap up this first message, I, I want you to know today that God, he does, he always has a plan. You know, I feel like there may be some of you here today, you're, you're like Mary and Martha right now, and you're, you're like scratching your head, and you're like, Jesus, man, you're, where, where were you? Where are you? Jesus, you're, you're late to the party. And I, and I just want you to know, Jesus, he knows what he's doing. And again, oftentimes, he shows up late. Why? Because he's teaching us to trust him. He wants us to know that he always has a plan. He wants us to know that there's absolutely nothing he can't do. And so I want you to know today, yeah, God has a plan. He's not caught off guard. He's not surprised by what you're going through in your life right now, but he has a plan. Trust him. Be full of faith. Man, that's how God wants us to live our lives. He wants us to live full of faith, believing that there's absolutely nothing that he can't do. And as we just simply just trust him, as we put our faith in him, man, we're going to see God's power and God's glory revealed in our lives and in this world. Amen? Amen. 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 Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes with me this morning? You know, again, this is like, man, my, my prayer. I just see this so much right now is so many people are just given up and they've, they're, they're just, man, just fallen into despair and, and, and hopelessness. And, and more than anything, this, this Easter season, like I pray that we would understand that as, as Christians, we have this living hope on the inside of us. 
And, and I pray that no matter what's going on in our world, no matter what's going on in our lives, that we live our lives, man, full of faith, full of hope, and we can do that today. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Man, he is our living hope. Jesus, he's our living hope, and he lives on the inside of us. You know, there may be someone here today that you came here today because you're looking, you're searching, you're needing, man, hope in your life. And I pray this morning that as you've listened to this message that you've seen and you've heard how this hope that you're looking for, it's only found in Jesus. This hope that you're needing, this hope that you're looking for, I want you to know today that it's only found in Jesus. Jesus, he's the only one who can give us living hope. He's the only one that can fill our lives with hope. And the way that we experience this this living hope, it's, it's actually very simple. The Bible tells us that we experience this living hope by by simply putting our faith in Jesus, by putting our faith in this this hope that that he died for us on that cross and that three days later he rose again. And as you put your faith in Jesus, what happens? He fills your life with hope. He fills your life with so much hope. And so if you're here today, if you need hope, I want you to know that you need Jesus. Man, if you're here today and you need hope, I want you to know that you need Jesus. And the way that Jesus comes into your life is just simply by putting your faith in him and by confessing him as your savior and your Lord. And so if you're here today and you need Jesus, man, I'm gonna invite you to pray this this prayer with me. Would you all pray this with me this morning? Say, Jesus, today, My eyes have been opened, and today I see that you are the living hope that I've been looking for. And so Jesus, right now, I'm making a decision to put my faith in only you as I confess you, Jesus, as the Savior and the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, I want you to know that I'm so excited for you because I know that your life will never, ever be the same. I also want to encourage you to tell someone about the decision you made today. And then I want you to find a good Bible-believing church that will help you grow in your faith. I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast today. May God bless you and may his face shine upon you.